Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Hallie. And we are the hosts of Metaphysical Nomads. Woo! The podcast where we provide all kinds of information on on all kinds of interesting metaphysical topics and our experiences with them uh, with the hopes that you might find something of interest that you can explore further. Today's episode is on astral projection. Astral projection. And astral projection is this concept of having an out-of-body experience in which your subtle energy body can leave your body, but you would still have consciousness like you do in everyday life. And so you could turn, for example, and look at your own sleeping body or resting body and also go pretty much anywhere else on earth you'd want to go to visit, to look at things, or visit anywhere galactically or in different dimensions with mm -hmm. the subtle body. And that's the concept. Many people refer to them as out-of-body experiences, and, um, you know, it it's, seems to be a lot of fun. So, and I should say seems to be because I've actually had some experiences with this. I have not. I, I have never, ever been able to astrally project. Um, I've heard my mom talk about it, and she's talked about kind of the physical experiences that happen before you astrally project. And I'm like, okay, great. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to astrally project. And I send my intention that I should astrally project. And it, it's never happened. Well, it's I worked on this for forever. I was absolutely fascinated by this. And I, for years and years and years, I would read books about out-of-body experiences and astral projection. I would try to practice. I would try to do it in meditation. I would uh, try to do it as I was falling asleep. I would, I would follow all the instructions. And I really, really had a hard, hard time getting to, to that point. So tell us a little bit about what the process is to get it to astral project. You know, the feelings that you go through. What is all the pre-astral projection work? Well, I'll put a book that I read in the resources section that other people can consult because I can't remember this author's name offhand, but he made everything sound really, really easy. But basically, you want to be in a sleeping state or near sleep state where you're, you're, you're almost like a meditative state, not really meditating. I think sleeping is the best time to do this. And actually, it's probably in the time period shortly before you wake up in the morning early, early morning, your body's not awake yet, but your mind might be starting to wake. And what I had been told is that you, when you're lying there, you will um, set the intention to leave your body. Your body's very rested. You're not wanting to move it. You want to stay very, very calm and in and centered in your body. And then just envision yourself lifting, um, you know, coming out of your feet, coming out of your hands, you know, slowly every part of your body envision energy sort of coming out and getting out of the body. And then you're allegedly in a position where you're out and you can turn and you can look at your body. And then once you're out, you can decide where you want to go. And according to this book, it was really, really important that you have confidence that you're going to be safe because you don't want to get scared back into your body. Um, you need a quiet environment so nothing is rousing you in the material world. And the key is to just stay calm, focused, and confident about where you want to go. But um, I will tell you my ex personal experience 
was really nothing like that. And it's, I, I do believe, I actually believe with anything metaphysical, if you want to start experiencing it or have a hope of experiencing it, for me, the best thing that's always worked is to really do reading about it and research about it because then it becomes top of my mind. It almost like goes into my subconscious and for whatever reason, whatever I happen to be studying is almost what I experience. Mm -hmm. Like we'll do one, a podcast on dreams, Hallie. And I know you've, we got a lot to talk about when it comes Ooh, to dreams. Yeah. But when I read books about dreaming and interpreting dreams, I suddenly have a ton of dreams I remember, you know, mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting. But, but let me tell you my story. You, would you like to hear my story, Hallie? Because I don't <laughs> even know that you know my stories. I well, if I don't, that's I that's wild. But let's <laughs> let's hear them. Let's hear them exactly. So, as I said, years and years and years, I've always thought it'd be super cool to come out of my body and have these out of body experiences and go visit friends across the world and go into the Sistine Chapel or I don't know wherever places I'm not allowed, the Vatican vaults, whatever, and go explore things. I'd like and, to point out the specifically go into places I'm not allowed. Uh, <laughs> I know just right. as a, that kind of fits with the the Akashic Record reading, but okay, whatever. <laughs> We're going to, we'll, we'll go back. That's a whole separate podcast. Listen to that one for fun stories there. Okay. But bottom line is I was trying and trying, trying, and maybe I was even trying too hard. I had experienced what they call lucid dreams, which are different than astral projection. And again, we do dreams. We'll talk about that, but lucid dreams are basically you're dreaming, but you know, you're dreaming and you're, you know who you are and you know, you're in the middle of the dream and you can actually start to influence your dream. And it seems really, really real, you know, real. And you even might even know your body's sound asleep, but it's also, you're living in a dream world. Whereas astral projection, when you first come out of your body, you're like in the real world with, you know, you're with your body. So anyway, at one point, I don't remember exactly how long ago this was, but let's just say it was like 10 years ago. I actually had my first um, out of body experience and I was sleeping. It was early morning and I remember, you know, being asleep and suddenly being kind of awakened what I can only explain as a jackhammering sound in my entire body. My body was vibrating. There was this hammering, this jackhammering. And I'm thinking, what on earth is this? And the next thing I know, I feel my body getting lighter and lighter. Like I come out of my body. I don't turn around and see my sleeping body, but what I do see is this thing that I can only explain as a wormhole. And suddenly I feel that heavy sensation of flying through this wormhole. And I, I know that I'm outside of my body and in astral projection, they have this concept of the golden cord, which is, um, like a energy connection connecting this energy body of you back into your sleeping resting body. And that's what tethers you and how you can kind of get back to your body or find your body. And I do remember seeing light and, and a connection kind of from this energy part of me. And I was, I was, remember I was flying to what I looked to me like, you know, um, other planets with other buildings, but I, totally had consciousness and, and felt like my, my, my energy was out. I mean, my something, part of, part of my consciousness was out of my body. And it was very, very different than a lucid dream. I, I felt, I can't even explain it, but it was very different. So that was really cool. So you gonna, you have any, you're nodding at me. <laughs> you have anything to say about that? You, anyway, that was cool. That was cool. All right, you're like, okay, cool. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, um, 
fast forward over the 10 year period, I maybe have one or two of these other episodes. When I have them, I go to different places. Often when I would um, uh, go into this astral projection, I feel myself actually being sucked into the earth and almost going to caves and different worlds under the earth, which I now believe to be different dimensions on our planet. Um, Same kind of concept. But then fast forward, Uh, when I went through my Chiron return, which is an astrological event that happens in everybody's life. And for me, oddly made me strangely intuitive and psychic and able to do things I hadn't really done. And I went through a period of about a month where I started astrally projecting at will almost every single night or early morning to the point that it was completely exhausting but I was having that jackhammering. I was flying out of my body. I could then at that point turn and see myself. I could go to other rooms in my house. More often or not, I would envision sort of a diamond light and head to the diamond light and get sucked into this wormhole thing and go to various places. And I was having a ball. Which, yeah, sounds great. And which would be why I really, really wanted to astral project. And so around this time, I'm like, okay, mom, how do I astral project? And And I didn't know because I didn't even know what was happening to me. But you did have at one point, Hallie, the jackhammering thing. I had the jackhammering thing. uh, But I'm not even convinced that my jackhammering thing was the same jackhammering thing because I did not leave my body. I was very much awake. Well, and other people don't even have the jackhammering thing. So anyway, so during this time period, this is where it gets kind of odd and interesting. And I have some theories and and people who are really into this world are going to probably disagree with me. But let me let me continue. So during this time period, and I remember it very vividly, it was the month of December, and it was getting to the point where it was almost exhausting. I feel like I wasn't even sleeping at night because it was so much fun tooling around to all these various places. But I felt like I personally did not have control over where I went. I would usually do a little uh, prayer or affirmation when I was out of my body and say, I would like to go where it's in my highest and best good to go. And, you know, or to see places where I've been before or to live where I've been before, but places in my highest and best good. And almost always I would be going down, down into an earth, down into the dark, down into cavey places. And in that time period, I was honestly having, I was expecting like, oh, I'm going to go see these advanced high guides. And I was going to go you know, learn more about myself and, you know, see angels and be on these wonderful dimensions. But I kept going to these sort of dark and twisty places. And it was really, really weird. And there would be people who I in my lifetime didn't know. But when I was visiting these various places, I knew these people and they knew me. And I was like, I'm visiting you. And they're like, hey, it's good to see you again kind of thing. But it was always like dark. There was no sunlight. There was no crisp light. It was a lot of, um, I don't know how to explain it. It was just kind of, you know, dark. So I kept every night I'd be like, well, let's go. I want to go somewhere and speak to guides and I want to go here. And sometimes I would kind of fly through space and sometimes I'd find myself traveling with some other people who they were astrally projecting from earth too. And we were all going to go hang out at the, you know, astral projection place, the park. I don't know where it was. (laughs) But bottom line, it was never, ever like, I don't know, I guess how I envisioned it to be, which would be all light and and fun. So 
out of the blue, about this time, actually it wasn't even out of, out of the blue because about this time is where, when we went shortly thereafter and had the Akashic record reading. reading. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to that podcast, I had this weird story where the short version is that I have had a lot of dark lives and, um, but I'm committed to the light now, dedicated to the light. And as soon as she did her work and kind of cleared all of this sort of dark stuff out of me with the light, I was never able to astral project again, still to this day. It's now been years. And, you know, going back over my astral projection stories and where I went and when I went, I, I am now not entirely sure that at least for me, astral projection was a thing of the light to do. Like I'm almost wondering if you're going into fourth dimensions or dimensions of creation or past that at least my past that wasn't exactly the best. I don't know, but Hallie, what do you think? I know you haven't done it before, but, but you, (laughs) well, and I've got stories and I know your stories, but I I do remember, you know, she, whenever mom astral projected, she would always come and tell me about her astral projection. And I, I remember hearing stories about her frustration of, you know, like, well, I keep going all these places and they're all kind of dark and they're all a little scary and there's a lot of little creepy stuff that's going on. Um, and I also remember that she, she specifically told me, and, and I remember one of them really vividly that she had just gone to a place with a person that she knew and had a very tearful goodbye. And it was a very much a goodbye. Like I am saying goodbye to you. And it was someone that was really close to her, but that she could not continue to have in her life that she didn't even know in her current life. It was definitely someone from her past lives or, and, and it was this just very tearful, like I've got to, I've got to do a goodbye now. Uh, and so my kind of theory is I, and, and also considering that I've never been able to astral project, although, you know, maybe that's just a time thing. My thing with most metaphysical stuff is that it does get stronger as you get older. There's no, you know, as you, as you age and grow in the world, you have more metaphysical power. I don't know if that's true anymore because with all the new kids who are coming yeah, in, they with can this have new even energy. greater power. Oh, I see what you're saying. We all grow we all and evolve. Grow and evolve. Are, okay. Exactly. In our lifetime. Okay. Fair um, enough. But anyway, I, I, I kind of do agree that it seems like it might be a dark thing, or at least definitely in the way that mom was doing it. And I, and I almost think that it was part of her plan and her life to go and say goodbye to all of these dark lives and, and dark people and, and, and stuff that will no longer serve her in her light life. Um, and then go and do her, um, Akashic record work where she got cleared of all those dark lives and stole souls that she stole. Um, <laughs> and then to bring her fully into the light. So I think that was all part of her process of going into the light and staying in the light, uh, you know, at least in this earthly light lifetime. So I um, I kind of do think that it, it's a little bit of a dark art. I think that there's possible, I think that with every sort of dark art, there is a light alternative. And so I suspect that there is some astral projection light alternative. Like there is a, a lighter um, way to do astral projection. I'm not entirely sure it's common in the light and I'm not entirely sure it does, you know, the same things. 
you know, maybe the light alternative is just like really good meditation, you know, where you have that kind of talk to your guides and higher self thing. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of am of the, of the belief that astral projection is maybe not a light work. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. I wonder, I don't really know what the history of these out-of-body experiences are uh, going back in time, like in religion. I mean, I do know that in when I've studied aspects of Buddhism and Tibetan monks, for example, who go into the hermits, who go into the caves in the mountains and are there for five years or 10 years, and they are just being fed every day, and they sit in meditation, and they... Um, are said to leave their bodies and spend their time astral projection, proje astrally projecting into different worlds, into different places, gaining information. I also know that in the study of shamanic teaching, which I've also studied a fair amount of, um, there's an element there where the shaman goes into an altered state of reality and has a bit of a, what they call shamanic journeying, which I question is maybe perhaps another way of doing out of body travel. And then, but there's also some psychedelic drugs that can, um, like ayahuasca, that can also cause out of body experiences. And then of course, there's the whole um, people who report when they die, like, you know, they're on an operating room table, for example, but come, but are saved who report feeling their, themselves, leaving their body, turning around, looking at the operating room, mm -hmm. seeing the surgeon, seeing the resuscitation efforts, you know, a whole nother issue about, you know, near-death experiences, which we'll, I'm sure we'll do another podcast on that too, because that's also kind of an interesting topic. But I, I, again, I bet you're right, Hallie. I bet there is a light alternative that I'm not, I've not yet experienced. I probably only knew the I guess the, the cheat, side. cheat way or the darker side of way of doing it. But again, I know people who have out-of-body experiences are going to disagree and probably have really wonderful light experiences. It's just, this is just my experience. And it was every single time, like sometimes I'd go on, this is sounds really bad, but I'd go full on into these uh, wormholes and I would end up in places where there were orgies going on. And I, you know, sometimes I would join in, you know, <laughs> it's just that kind of thing. Not to say orgies are bad. Some people enjoy those, but everything for me never felt, it never felt of the light. It felt, it felt dark, even though I knew the people and there were places, a lot of places I were comfortable, I was comfortable in a lot of places I wasn't and did feel like I, I was going there maybe to pick up a soul part, to say goodbye, to get some important information. I did have a psychic once tell me that she thought that if I were to astrally project again in the light after telling the story, that she thought it actually would be kind of physically painful for me to do that process. And I don't even know why she said that. Um, but I do know it's there is a physical element when I used to do it with the jackhammering of the body, but it, it really just felt like a really big vibration. Like I'm in the middle of somebody's jackhammering in my room and it's really my energy somehow being pried away from my body. I don't really know what that was about. Yeah. Well, maybe that was part of the your cheat sheet astral projection. The cheat sheet astral, <laughs> exactly. That's and a... maybe, you know, your, your, when you actually astral project, it is kind of like that one book. The light astral projection where you just kind of gently, gently. leave. <laughs> right. Maybe that's what your the goal is here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll now that I'm more dedicated to the next I'm dedicated to the light for the next twenty six thousand years per my Akashic record reading. 
maybe now I should go read that book again. And, you know, because I do believe when you're reading something, at least for me, when I'm reading or learning or maybe listening to podcasts about subjects that for me, it helps me do whatever it is that is being presented. Um, you know, it's just top of mind. It's, it's in my subconscious and it helps actually helps me accomplish it. So maybe I'll go back and read the book again. But I do remember having in this time period also a few astral projection experiences where I was like going into your room, Hallie, and checking on you and checking on your brother. We were all in the same house, but I would see myself sort of floating through the house and seeing you sleeping in your beds. Now, there have been some studies where people have tried to uh, ex, you know, tried to record the out-of-body experience while it's happening because some people are really good at at this and see what's going on in the brain. And I, I think there have been some studies that talk about kind of changes in the brain that might be going on. I don't think anybody's been able to prove that this has happened definitively, um, you know, with tests like, hey, go astrally project and I'm going to place an object object in this other house and tell me what this object mm-hmm. is. But there are people who said that they have experienced, you know, gone to other places on earth and our reality and have gone and looked at things like a part of a building that was crumbling and then later went back to that same place and saw the exact same thing that they were, they've never been there before. So there's a lot of anecdotal um, evidence that people are doing this and experiencing it. And I will tell you, when I did it, it felt incredibly real. It just didn't always feel like I was on our earth plane, I felt like I might've been in a different dimension, but it was just different than dreaming. It was different than astro, uh, different than lucid dreaming too. I really felt like I was at a place, knew these people, having a conversation. I was fully conscious. I knew my body was back in my bed. There's no other way to explain it. So anyway, it was just, I think it was just kind of interesting, but there are studies about it. And if you're interested in the science behind it, you know, definitely do some reading around the scientific journal. Um, just uh, a quick side note that I'm going to throw in there. There actually have been some scientific studies on a lot of different metaphysical stuff. Um, so we haven't really talked so much about the science side with the exception of, of maybe in our aliens podcast. Um, but if you are interested in some of the scientific studies, uh, there are some really interesting ones out there that you can Google and, and try to find. Um, I always say just, you know, no, uh, realize say? that when you are reading a scientific article, most of the time the scientists are, are not really on the side of, hey, let's do, let's, let's prove find the let's metaphysical. Prove metaphysical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but there's a lot of people but there's out there a lot of, yeah. who want to prove that. And it's really interesting to just to, to read them anyway, because they've got some good stuff. Maybe we should do a podcast on science. Maybe. Of course, that would require research versus our experiential <laughs> discussion. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so I am going to put out, I think if I can find that book that I read, there's a couple of them I've read on out-of-body experiences. You can even find them if you're interested in trying them. I mean, don't, I wouldn't think, I wouldn't try to discourage anybody from trying to experience it, particularly on the dark side, because probably you guys are not whatever I had going on. You're not me. (laughs) But also I never felt unsafe. I was always, I always did say a little prayer of let me go where it's in my highest, highest and best good. And even though I was going places that seemed dark and kind of creepy, I never felt unsafe. And probably it was in my highest and best good to go there because maybe I was retrieving parts of myself or saying goodbye or closing up some contracts or, um, you know, whatever it was so that I could 
you know, really deal with some of my earthly karma or be in the light, be in the light. And, um, again, I don't want people who haven't listened to the Akashic record podcast to think I'm not a light person or haven't been in the light. (laughs) The sure version is I've just had trouble with my earthly lives and had a lot of, you know, torture, abuse, trauma, et cetera. So anyway, that's, that's just that. But anyway, I do think it was fun and I really would like to try again. And I think I'm going to, I think I am going to do that. And if I do, I will let you guys know in a future podcast of what what that might be like. So read Hallie, about it, try it yourself. Well, why don't you, are you going to try it now? I, I always again? try it. It well, never works, I did but you, I keep trying. Do you keep trying you keep even trying. though you believe it's a little bit of a dark even art? Even if now? I believe it's a little bit of a dark art. Well, that's probably why you can't do it because you're not, you're I all, believe it's you're a little all, bit of a dark art. You're, you're all joyful, bubbly, light person <laughs> energy and maybe you can't do it. But anyway, I'm just, I'm going to keep trying. Right. So anyway, that's it on um, astral projection. And you might hear about that very I think it's kind of fun, kind of cool. People have said that they can do it while meditating, particularly, you know, those who study, um, you know, Buddhism, for example. But I don't think you have to be a hermit to do it. I think anybody could probably do it. But again, curious, just, you know, maybe we'll hear some more stories or maybe you guys will share your stories and leave us a message and maybe we can do an update sometime on astral projection. So in any event, We appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time. Or maybe in our astral projections. (laughs) Meet again there. The astral projection world. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. Have a good rest of your day.